Thanks for joining us for the weekend edition of In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. Farag of Calvary Chapel, Kadiohe. Each Friday and Saturday here on In Spirit and Truth, Pastor J.D. gives a Mideast prophecy update from an Arab perspective as he connects the dots of current events geopolitically with last day's prophecies biblically. It is our belief that the next event on God's prophetic clock is the rapture of the Church of Jesus Christ. It is our hope that these Bible prophecy updates will not only ready you and steady you for His return, but that they will also encourage you to share the gospel with others in order that the rapture will not be as a thief in the night. Jesus has everything that's going on in the world under control. He has a plan that he has prepared for his people and the church. In today's message, Pastor J.D. will remind us of the promises that God has given to his people as his return draws nigh. Remember to continue to keep your heart set as a flint toward God as he prepares to take us up to be with him soon. Now, don't forget to stay with us after today's Prophecy Update to learn how you can become a Facebook friend or watch the weekly Prophecy Update on YouTube. Now, here's Pastor J.D. with today's Prophecy Update as shared on February 25th, 2018. This has led us to raise the level of preparedness. He added that his assessment was based on what is currently happening in Syria. Syria, where the Russian and Iranian-backed pro-Assad axis is in the process of eliminating the last pockets of resistance. And then they said this, listen, the seriousness of the situation has been underlined by a recent statement of the Iranian general overseeing Iran's preparations for a war with Israel. Speaking of the preparations for a war this year, in May of this year, the Trump administration will officially relocate the U.S. Embassy in Israel from Tel Aviv to Jerusalem. And get this, it will be timed according to the 70th anniversary of the rebirth of the nation Israel, May 14th, 1948. I've been reading a a lot on this, and it's very interesting that there was, and speculation abounds as to the reason why, when initially we were told that it would take a long time to do this, then all of a sudden... We're going to do it in May. And this week is March. So see, March, April, May. So now we're talking about weeks instead of years. What happened? Again, speculation abounds. I would suggest this. The reason is, is because Bible prophecy has an expiration date a shelf life, if you will. Now, I've had people ask me, what do you mean when you say that? Well, well, think about this. Things are in place right now, today, that cannot logically still be in place 
say, years from today. It's that proverbial, when the iron's hot, strike. Think about it this way. How about five years ago? Things are moving so fast, even too fast. So, if you don't do it now, you won't be able to do it. That's why everything is happening the way it is. I cannot, and and please stay with me on this, I cannot imagine a scenario where the nations today, chiefly Russia and Iran, would be as aligned as they are today, five years from today. Things are moving too fast for that to stay that way. Does that make sense? The momentum is too fast. It's an unstoppable momentum that would lend itself to changing the entirety of the geopolitical landscape even two, three years from now. Just think about what's happened just in the last year. So much has happened so fast in just one year. And that's why I believe it is that all of a sudden now we're talking about May 14th of 2018 on the 70th anniversary of the rebirth of the nation of Israel, which, by the way, was the most significant prophecy concerning Israel as God's prophetic clock. To me, it sped up as of May 14th, 1948, when in the fulfillment of key Bible prophecy, especially in Ezekiel, when by one vote at the UN, Israel was reborn as a nation. Very interesting because the prophecy in Ezekiel is, can a nation be born in a day? (laughs) Watch me now. And the dead bones are now alive again. And Israel is back in the land again. And the leaves on that fig tree, a symbol, a national symbol for Israel, are returning. And Jesus said that the generation that is alive, that witnesses the rebirth of the nation of Israel, the leaves returning to the fig tree, will be the generation that sees the coming of the Son of Man. Wow! We are that generation. Even if you're my age, (laughs) cut a little bit close, but you know, we're still, I believe, in there. Here we are, 70 years later. And isn't it interesting that a move such as this would take place on that day? That's not all. The Jerusalem Post is also reporting that, according to Nikki Haley, Trump's Middle East peace plan is nearly ready. She addressed this and a number of issues, among them the likelihood that the U.S. would push for a Palestinian state. Huh. These comments came two days after Palestinian Authority President Mahmoud Abbas made a speech to the U.N. Security Council in which... He requested the UN find an alternative to solely U.S.-mediated negotiations. He's going all over the world trying to find somebody to broker a peace deal other than the United States. 
I don't think it's working out too well for him. According to Ynet News, Nikki Haley is also saying that said peace plan, quote, won't be loved by either side. Pay attention. She announced in Chicago that the Trump administration is finishing up a draft Mideast peace proposal, which also won't be hated by either side. It remains vague on whether it centers on a two-state solution, but says it's a matter for Israel and the Palestinians to decide. Haley announced that the Trump administration's first draft of a Middle East peace plan that won't be loved by either side is approaching its completion and will be presented in the near future. Hmm, I wonder what near future means. How soon is near future? And why the sudden, if I can use that word, push? What's the hurry? Let's get the embassy. What's the hurry? Let's get this peace plan. What's the hurry? Oh, the hurry is things are moving so fast. You have to strike while the prophetic iron is hot. Ynet News goes on to quote Haley as saying, The United States knows the Palestinian leadership was very unhappy with the decision to move our embassy to Jerusalem. You don't have to like that decision. You don't have to praise it. You don't even have to accept it. But know this, that decision will not change, Haley told Abbas, who walked out after delivering his remarks. There was one of the Palestinian spokesmen who basically told uh, Haley to shut up, shut her mouth. In Arabic, to her, close your mouth. And Haley's response was, I'm not going to close my mouth. I'm not going to shut my mouth. I'm going to open my mouth. And she did. But... What's the push? And especially, why are we so obsessed with this notion of a two-state solution? That's Zechariah 12. The obsession of the entire world will be this burdensome boundary stone of Jerusalem, dividing Jerusalem, cutting up Jerusalem and God declares, if you cut up Jerusalem, I will cut you up. I I know I said this once and maybe it should be said again in the context of what we're talking about today when we talk about how divided the United States of America is. And please hear me out. United we stand, divided we fall. I wonder when in Zechariah 12, God declares that if you try to divide Jerusalem and push for a two-state solution, I will divide you. I have never seen this country that I love so much, that I owe my life to, I have never seen it as divided as it is today. Could it be, I ask, could it be, Please hear me. Could it be 
that the reason why America is so divided is because America has sought to divide Jerusalem? Hmm. And by the way, there's no such thing as a Palestinian. You know that, right? That it was manufactured, fabricated. Yasser Arafat himself was an Egyptian. No such thing as a Palestinian. The ancient Philistines from where we get Palestinian are extinct. And so are the Canaanites, by the way. Now, why do I mention that? Because I happened upon, for lack of a better word, a laughable article in Arutz Sheva that quoted Mahmoud Abbas as saying that Palestinians... (laughs) are direct descendants of the Canaanites. The claim is that Palestine, quote-unquote, made significant contributions to humanity prior to the 1917 Balfour Declaration. While experts dismiss the Canaanism theory as historical revisionism since... The Canaanites, pagans who sacrificed their children to the idol Moloch, have long disappeared. Abbas has made the claim on multiple occasions in the past. Other Palestinian Arabs have claimed to be descendants of the Jebusites, who held Jerusalem until King David's time, although (laughs) it is a historic fact that Arabs actually arrived in Israel in the 7th century A.D. Now, why do I point that out? Because the land belongs to Israel, not to the so-called Palestinians, or if you prefer, Canaanites now, or Jebusites, or any of the ites. It belongs to Israel. God gave it to Israel. The descendants of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Not Ishmael. Not Esau. Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And Jerusalem, and you know this, because we've talked about this, is the city that God himself has put his name of ownership on. And you want to divide it? You want to mess with it? You want to split it up? Hmm. Okay. I'll bring it in for a landing. Give me a little more time here. What does all of this mean to us? What does this mean? So, Tomorrow morning, the alarm clock's going to go off, and off to work we go, and we start the whole week again, we start the whole routine again. We go to work, we come home, we eat, we go to bed, wake up in the morning, go to work, we come home, we eat, we go to bed, times five, or six, or for some of us who are workaholics, (laughs) times seven, right? So, what does this mean? Well, here's what it means. The time is at hand. Pastor, you say that every week. I'm going to say it again this week. 
The Lord's return is closer than any of us can possibly imagine. His return for His church at the rapture of the church is at the door. Again, pastor, you say that every week. I know. One of these weeks, it'll be the last time I say it. Because he will have come. It's that close. Jesus said, Behold, I come in an hour you expect not. Let me take it a step further and say this. It is incumbent upon every one of us to be like the men of Issachar, who understood the times they were living in and knew what they should do. This is in First Chronicles 12, verse 32. Listen. Of the sons of Issachar, and it's kind of interesting because we have the listing of all of the tribes and the, the sons of all of the tribes of all of Israel. And then there's this one mention when we get to the men of Issachar. Nothing else is mentioned of the others. But when you get to verse 32 and the sons of Issachar, oh, we have an interesting detail about these men. You know what it is? Oh, they had understanding of the times. And to know what Israel ought to do. This is what Paul said in Romans chapter 13, verses 11 through 14. He says, and do this. And oh, by the way, can I say this? I wasn't asking, that was rhetorical, but I'm going to anyway, right? In Ephesians, we're talking about being a doer, not merely a hearer of God's Word. This is where that plays out right here. Listen to what Paul says to the church in Rome, and do this. Understanding the present time, that's almost a a presupposition, an assumption. You already understand the present time. Now here's what you need to do. The hour has already come for you to wake up from your slumber. Why? Because our salvation is nearer now than when we first believed. The night is nearly over. The day is almost here. So let us put aside the deeds of darkness. This is what we do now. You've heard the word. Now this is what you need to do about what you've heard in God's word. Put aside the deeds of darkness and Put on the armor of light. And then he gets kind of specific. He says, let us behave decently, as in the daytime. Not in carousing and drunkenness. Not in sexual immorality and debauchery. Not in dissension and jealousy. That's interesting. We just talked about that, didn't we? Why God hates that. Because of what it does to His people. Dissension. Division discord. Rather, here's what you do. Clothe yourselves with the Lord Jesus Christ and do not think how to gratify the desires of the flesh. In other words, there's no more time to play around. No more time to play church. It's time to get serious. If you'd never called upon the name of the Lord to be saved. If you have never called upon the name of the Lord to be saved, I implore you today, today, 
is the day of salvation. Anyone sitting here in this church that I'm so privileged to pastor, if you've never called upon the name of the Lord, I implore you today to call upon the name of the Lord and be saved. I want to share with you the gospel of Jesus Christ, the good news of salvation in Jesus Christ. In 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verses 1-4, through 4, Paul writes and says, Now, brothers and sisters, I want to remind you of the gospel I preached to you, which you received and on which you have taken your stand. By this gospel, you are saved. If you hold firmly to the word I preached to you, otherwise you have believed in vain. For what I received, I passed on to you as of first importance. And here it is. Here's the gospel. Here's the good news. That Christ died for our sins according to the scripture. That he was buried. That he was raised on the third day according to the scriptures. That's the gospel. Jesus Christ was crucified, buried, and rose again, defeating death, paying in full our death penalty for all of our sins, and was raised the third day from the dead. That's the good news. That's the gospel. Now, what are you going to do about it? How do you respond to it? Well, it's known as the ABCs of salvation. The acronym is A for admit or acknowledge that you're a sinner, that you sinned against God, and that you're in the need of the Savior. Romans 3.10 says, There is no one righteous, not even one. Romans 3.23 says, All have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Romans 6.23 says, For the wages of sin is death. It's the death penalty. But, and here's the good news, the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. That's the A. Here's the B. The B is for believe in your heart that Jesus Christ is Lord and that God raised him from the dead. That's what Romans 10, 9 and 10 says. If you believe in your heart that God raised Jesus from the dead, you will be saved. And then the C, lastly, is for call upon the name of the Lord, or if you prefer, confess with your mouth. This is Romans 10, 9, and 10, which also says, if you confess with your mouth Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. And here's why. For it is with your heart that you believe and are justified, and it is with your mouth that you confess and are saved. And lastly, here's what seals the deal, as I like to say it. Romans 10, 13. All who call upon the name of the Lord will be saved. Thanks for joining us for this special edition of In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. Farag of Calvary Chapel, Kaneohe. Now, it's so important that you hear the purpose behind these prophecy updates that Pastor J.D. shares. The purpose is to see people just like you come to a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. 
When you're right with the Lord, you'll be ready for the Lord and His soon return. You can do this by first admitting you're a sinner, that you've broken God's perfect law. Second, you need to confess that there's nothing you can do to fix this. You can't attend church enough, you can't pray enough or give enough money. There's nothing you can do to atone for your sins. Third, you must realize that there is someone who can. His name is Jesus Christ, and He is the Savior of the world. He gave His own life so that you wouldn't have to experience the penalty for your sins, which is death. Please, if you're listening today, receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior and escape the realities of the prophecies that are being fulfilled all around you. For more information about what it means to be born again into the kingdom of God, log on to InSpiritAndTruthRadio.com and select the New Believers option. Again, that web address is InSpiritAndTruthRadio.com. Now, in the next edition of In Spirit and Truth, Pastor J.D. will be teaching through God's Word just like he does Monday through Thursday. And then don't forget to join us next Friday and Saturday for another timely prophecy update. Until then, may God bless you and keep you in his love.